Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your uh, guide on the side, your life coach. Today, we're talking a life coaching topic. We're talking about positive self-talk. And uh, I walked in today to the studio. Um, It was all dark. There was no noise, except I heard some words being uttered by our cute little board op. And he kept saying, you can do it. You are big and strong. Your muscles rock this world. You will change the world with your incredible muscles. You go, Sky. You go. And I'm like, Sky, what you doing? And he's like, I'm just pumping up me. So that was actually a recording I recorded earlier of myself saying that stuff. Did you say it in so that I voice? That I just, is that what you do? Yeah, I, I make different recordings for different days. And then... Is that what you would call the key to your success? Is yeah. all this positive self-talk? Yeah. Because when, I mean, when you look at you, you wouldn't think, well, this guy's super successful. But well, when you hear your self-talk, you can see that <laughs> it helps. You're amazing. Thank you. It's all self-talk. Is it? Nothing else. Do you, do you have a lot of tapes that you play about that are positive self-talk? I probably got 50 to 60 recordings. Really? Yeah. Do the one for us about money. Money's not that important. It's okay if you don't make anything. Rich people are chumps. Rich people are chumps. <laughs> How'd you know the next line? <laughs> I can read your mind. Okay, that's, you know what? I was feeling that one. That was very positive. Read the one about being um, a little man in a big man's world. <laughs> You're not that little. Your muscles, your muscles might not be big, but they're defined. <laughs> oh, they are definest I've ever done seenest. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. Hey, um, because positive self-talk, apparently it works, guy. Yeah. It works. I'm now, so self-confident. We just got a, we had a shout-out for one of our fans. One of the fans uh, was talking to one of our team members about who her favorite person on the show is. Okay? You'd think it would be Matt Townsend because it's my show. But no. She says, I like that little dorky kid. <laughs> I don't know if those are the words she used. Merritt, who did she say she loved? She liked the kid who eats, who's always hungry. Which, again, on this show, a what? Who's that? It seems like everyone. Because you're all hungry. We are all hungry. But, you're, but she said, didn't she but say? Matt, but Matt, that's, that's my secret. I'm always hungry. <laughs> Is that your secret? That's my secret. Do you try to use positive? Is that from Avengers? <laughs> Indeed it is. Okay. <laughs> Sneaking in a line from the movies. Uh, so this person um, who we want, who will remain anonymous, I guess? No. It's okay. my grandma. Okay. Yay so Merritt's grandma has a favorite person on the show. What's grandma's name? Grandma? Her yeah. name is Edwina. Edwina, um, we just want you to know that Skye appreciates that you like him. And um, I feel a little bad for Merritt. Um, yeah, I was me just going to say Merit. disclaimer: her favorite person's actually me. Uh, well, apparently not. No. Do you do positive affirmations, Merritt? Positive affirmations. Hmm. I I don't know that I positively. I tell myself that it will be okay. I don't know if that's positive. So I'm like doing homework, and it's been nine, be and okay. I still have It'll like three okay. hours worth left. I'm like, logistically speaking, I can get this done. <laughs> That's not. I'm not pulling all nighter. That's like really good for me. Is see that pos- see? That doesn't seem like positive self talk. It's logical self talk. Yeah, it's logical. I like. Um, you tell me if this seems positive or if this is negative. Hey, no one's gonna die here. <laughs> I, I feel like that's positive. It seems positive. Yeah, because sometimes you're afraid you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. 
I like to reassure my workshop classes when they come because they're all nervous because they're like, what's he going to make us do? And I always say, hey, no one's going to die here. We've never had anyone die. Then I say, a few have been maimed. <laughs> and I laugh. And evilly. Evilly. Okay. <laughs> so uh, self-talk, Merritt, you've been doing some research. Apparently we have struck gold because this is where you have been spending a lot of your life. Is in positive affirmations. Positive affirmation. Okay. Do you believe you it's so. even real? Do, Do you it? believe that you can just think a positive thought, like or an affirmation, and you just keep reinforcing this affirmation? You're not bad. You're good. If you you think that'll help you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't. I don't think that the term like you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. It or. As long as you tell yourself that, you'll believe it. You know, things we hear all the time. I don't think those come out of nowhere. Do you, do you and, think that Skyboy can actually get a six-pack just by talking about it? You Well, see, that's I'm part of the thing that. we're going to talk about on the show is that the thought has to lead to action. So we can't just, like, <sighs> say, I have a six-pack and it will appear. But he can yeah, say, I've tried I have the willpower to have a six-pack. And then, Well, that yeah. might work. Have you tried that one? I've already got a six-pack, Matt. I've got, like, a 12-pack. What are we talking about? Beverages? <laughs> are you talking about beverages? Okay, keep going, Merritt. Don't keep listen going. to him. No, no, no. He's actually talking about all the muscle tearing that's happened because you shouldn't have 12 muscles down there. <laughs> yeah, that's some serious damage. Is malformed. You, you, have, you have four hernias. You have four hernias. <laughs> that's you're it. in trouble. You have an eight pack and four hernias. <laughs> are they real squishy? <laughs> Do they only open up when you grunt? Um, and bear down. Okay, so uh, give us some more education, Merritt. Let's okay. just not let let's not let this. <laughs> okay, well, see, this, this is the thing. Not all of your health is like purely chemical. So I don't know. I don't know enough about brains and brain science to say like if you think things, there's actually like this chemical reaction in your brain. But there is, you know, cognitive psychology. Sure. So, you know, the science of how we think and the patterns in which we think so your thoughts create chemistry i can do it right yeah. now everybody right now just think of somebody in high school that hurt your feelings Ooh, do you feel it yeah see the minute you think about it you start like i hate that guy yeah Ooh, skyboy drives me crazy stuff like that okay keep going so there's a guy his name is david burns and he wrote a book called feeling good yes which is kind of a big deal. Sounds it's like a, big a huge book. book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big book and it's a big deal in the psychology world. But he had this little chart I was just looking at today and he says this is how – this is his flow of how okay. things work. So there's the world. So that's the things that happen outside of us. Any uh, external Yeah. Any event. external thing. Then there is our thoughts. And then that moves to our mood. Your thought about the world events? Uh-huh. And then our mood from that thought. So I believe that. Your thinking determines your feeling. Yeah, so, but see, we always think like it's the other way around. The, yeah, we, the event yeah. goes straight to your mood. So like you, you think, like we think, Skyboy frustrates us yeah, when he messes up he on the board. Frustrates us, but he, he doesn't. Hurts my feelings. He gets right to the feelings right. that he yeah. pounds them on the yeah. head. Yeah, sure, because that makes sense. So yeah, so we have thoughts first, and so thoughts. Like we change. think, yeah. I don't like Skyboy. Mm-hmm. No, well, whatever, well we don't but, think that. Well, that's, we don't. But if we that. we don't think that. But our thoughts about Sky are what create the mood, not Sky. Yes. So here's an example of this. Um, I was listening to NPR 
Is that like an Oh, did you just say profession? it? Oh, why don't we just put up a commercial? Um, <laughs> hey, everybody, if you're busy and you're not pushing that down button, go over to NPR. <laughs> Remember that station that isn't us? Don't oh, listen ho, to ho. it. Don't. Gosh, so, well, okay. because now you can get this no, information we, through me. You don't even need to go well, look it up. Where do you think we get the information for this show? We go to NPR. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah. It's like you're listening anyway. to two radio stations at once. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> so I was listening to here, and I was listening to this program, and they had this really interesting guy come and talk about a study that he did. And he talked about how he went to a tribe in Africa okay. where there was, um, in their language for that tribe, they did not have a word for the color blue. Really? Yes. Okay, now why? Does it state why? Because that's weird. Because they, do they have a word for the color red? Yeah, yeah. They had words green. for other colors. And but they every had... color but blue. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of blue in their environment. Right. Usually it had, maybe it was just a different kind of green. Were they in Iowa? Maybe. Is there blue in Iowa? I don't think that's Iowa? Africa, but... There's red in Iowa. I know that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Thank you. That's where I come from. Yeah. Red? <laughs> yeah, keep going. Just okay. a <laughs> So they didn't have a word for the color blue. So this scientist went in and he had this poster that had 16 squares of color on it. And 15 of them were green. Okay. And one of them was blue. And so we asked people from this tribe, which one of these is different? And they would look at these things and they couldn't tell that one was different. They, they couldn't had see no, the blue. They couldn't answer him. They couldn't really, I mean, they kind of knew That's that maybe something was up, but they could not see the blue. And yeah. they detest, they weren't colorblind. They weren't, they didn't have any problems with their eyes. It was just that because of the way they thought, the language of how they thought, they, they couldn't perceive it. That's it. So if you don't have a word for it, sometimes you don't see it. Yeah. But think I about, so if you do have a word for it, so let's say you your only word for yourself is lazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then how are you ever going to see the industrious side of yourself? See? That's huge. Yeah. Because uh, we used to have, we didn't have a word for, what do they call it when you're driving in your car and you're really aggressive? Road rage. Road rage. We didn't have a word for it. We just called those people freaks, angry, angry people, bad they just, drivers. They just, you know, yeah, had a, you know, I don't know, they're just mean. Yeah. In Utah, the the joke was they're just Utah drivers. I, that's well, that's still the joke, that, that the universal joke, the joke and, right? and that's still a joke. <laughs> it's, get, get, uh, it's not funny, but um, I got <laughs> I it from NPR, too. by the way, because um, I would never have used that joke. So, but it's interesting because now, because you've heard of road rage, you see it more. Yeah. Definitely. And you would even name it road rage instead of that was inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. That was just rude. <laughs> Did that person do a gesture? Did they, they flip me yeah. off? That's rude. <laughs> so now we call it road rage. Hmm, I believe that. Yeah. I totally believe. So should we be careful with the words we attach to things? Yeah, like maybe exactly. I shouldn't be saying things to Skyboy or it'll make him feel worse because he'll start noticing that, for example, <laughs> he struggles with the board. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should say, Maybe I should point t- out the times when he does Well, yeah, like right, that twice you know? monthly when you nail it. Yeah. And if you, you point that out, then he'll maybe see, think of those you're times you're incredible. Seriously. Yeah. How, how can we apply this to Matt giving me food? I feel like we're heading in that direction. I, no. th- I feel like that is a responsibility of Matt that he needs to. So maybe to- if we like, keep telling Matt, it's his responsibility to bring food. Yeah, no. Yeah, see, the that problem might here stick. is like No, you've actually been doing that for years. And I, I haven't been. Um, I don't feel I like I've known you for years. <laughs> oh, I've known you forever. Wow. It feels wow. like it. Um, anyway, what else you got, Merritt? Yeah, so anyway, the conclusion of that is that our perception of something changes. Matters. Yeah. So the more we perceive something as a certain way, 
we kind of make our brain take a certain habit. So we right. like tread a little path. And so you have to be careful path, how you perceive and how you frame deeper. yourself. And then when you try to take a different path, the little, I don't know, you can't get out of it because that yeah. path is so deep. You're stuck. So you have to work really hard to get new paths. So if you're constantly telling yourself negative things, yeah. which then leads to negative feelings, yeah. it's going to be kind of hard to get out because your brain just isn't used to going to positive thoughts. I like it. So we fixed it. You are full. <laughs> You need no more food because you are full, Skyboy. Your stomach is stretching with hernias. I feel like going into a food coma now. Might take no, a but I'm giving you positive. The board words. might not. The board can't run itself, Matt. Well, I know, but we have three other people. So you probably shouldn't tell me I'm full. Why? Because then I'll fall asleep. Because when I'm full, I get up going to a food coma. Oh man, you're complicated. <laughs> He's complicated. I like that point, Merritt, and I think um, you win the research award for the day. Oh, thanks. Because can I? Can I tell you, Merritt, you do a stupendous job on this show. Thank you're you, amazing, Matt. hardworking, diligent, vibrant, and other words. <laughs> and other words. And you're sporting an incredibly beautiful sweater. Why, thank you. Sweater's my favorite part of this day. So It's an October sweater. It is. But it's still September. Well, I'm looking forward to October. Someone's jumping ahead in the bread and... <laughs> That's good stuff. So um, so the takeaway then, we ought to be using more positive words. Yeah. And well, framing. and really, we can use self-talk in other ways, too. There have been some studies that shown, like, if you're looking for something, if you repeat the word of what you're looking for, you'll be able to stay on task and find it better. I want that a hot a future one. partner. That's what you guys should be saying. I want a hot future partner to marry. Hot <laughs> future partner. For me, it's I go to the store and I'm just like, uh, milk, 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 milk. And I always don't get it. So You know what? You you could write it down too. Yeah. Just make a shopping list. A lot of people, you'll learn that when you're married. Shopping list milk. Just, just milk 19 times. Yeah. Huh, what am I shopping for again? Oh, milk. Milk. That's cool. So give us more. Yeah. Uh, another one is there's a other kind of self-talk instead of like motivational, it would yeah. be instructional self-talk. And that's kind of what we do. They use the example of writing, learning how to drive a car. Yeah. So you get in and you're like, okay, I need to buck my seatbelt. I yeah. need to turn the engine on. Don't. I need to, yeah. Yeah. you know, 10 and 2, all those things that we don't actually do anymore. But oh, that's true. But you, yeah. that's how you walk. Like you guys were just self-talking about your scuba diving exam. Mm-hmm. And you're talking through all the acronyms of how not to die scuba diving. Yeah. So that's positive self talk. Yeah. So you teach yourself, you kind of, those instructional self talk makes those same patterns in your brain, the same little paths. I like that. And then when you really need that information, your brain will go exactly yeah. there. So that's how, why every single time we drive in the car, we do it automatically. But see, just tell me, so is, this, is this positive self talk? Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. So that that seems negative no. to me. When I am awake. I am awake. Or you could just pull over and get a 15-minute nap because drowsy hit that driving car. is dangerous. Don't hit that car. <laughs> but I, might, I just drove with my son on the freeway last night. First time? Yeah. How is that? It's probably our last time, too. <laughs> because it's scary. He was scary. And it's scary. So I'm like... It's only scary because you keep saying it's scary. Oh, that's true. It wasn't scary. I just Say, wanted to vomit. This is exhilarating. That's why my heart rate's so fast. I'm having so much fun. I asked That's him, what the adrenaline's for. I asked him, why are you afraid to drive? And he goes, well, how about because I could die? And this is when we were going 75. You could die backing out of your driveway. Not really. 
What would kill us? Well, I guess if yeah, if some years. car come around the corner at seventy miles an hour and yeah. plow right into you. But on the freeway, you're all going the same direction. There aren't any stoplights where people are going to pop out in front of you. No, there's just there's nice big walls to keep stopped. you in the road. You like okay? Then I'm gonna. You know what, Rob? Will you do me a favor? Yeah. I need you to teach my son to drive on the freeway. Deal. In his truck. That's fine. In his twenty-five dollar truck. It's not that bad. First thing you do is just say, okay, this car might not make it back home. The car's fine. I, and it I, just I might drifts not a make it bit. back home. But, but what car doesn't drift? The important thing is that he has a good time <laughs> learning to drive so that he's not stressed out about it. Do you have a helmet? Bring I, it to I don't tomorrow. need one. Just, you know, you just buckle up and hope for the best. Oh, I'm scared. That was good. Merritt, I'm sure you had more. We're just um, getting away. No, I had more, but that's... But save it, because we're going to come it. back to it. Okay. Uh, you did a great job. Positive talk. I'm trying to give positive talk. You too, Sky. You. you too. Hey, your I'm hernias best, look great. Huh? Yeah, your hernias are rocking. You got the best hernias in the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> All six of them. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We're talking positive self-talk. Is it real? Does it really work? How do you go about talking to yourself in a positive way, you know, so you can get the benefits Physically, we're going to get into that. We're also going to come back with our own Bryce Tobin, who's going to, I think, do a little bit of ranting for us. Take a break, folks. Be right back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Sky, this is the Matt Townsend Show, by the way. Welcome back. This is the music the Skyboy used to listen to every morning until we taught him. There's it a just better kept song. reminding me of you, so I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Sky, <laughs> come on. We talked you out of this song, huh? Because you're not a lonesome loser. You're strong, Sky. I'm strong. You're amazing. I'm amazing. You're cute, cuddly, and by golly, I'm, Sky I'm Hansen. Beefy, aren't I? You are beefy. <laughs> See, that's delusional self-talk, <laughs> and it's not working for me. I guess the talk's not for me. You're pretty good, Sky. <sighs> Positive self-talk, as I look at our own Bryce Tobin's joining us. Folks, we're talking about how to talk to yourself, because how you talk to yourself really matters. I mean, just talking to yourself in general could make a lot of people wonder about you. Well, actually, I've noticed as I get older, I talk to myself more Do in you? public. They say talking's not bad. It's like when you answer, though. Yeah, it's not a it's not a two person deal. It's more yeah. just it's just you. It's talking just me talking. It's like when you're like Gollum. Yeah, yeah. Smeagol, going back and forth. That okay. actually may be close to the truth. That was actually very be. close. And interestingly, you did just bring another metaphor back to me about how we can work with you better. Gollum, <laughs> you just gave me a whole new. I don't. You're not my superhero anymore. You're my Gollum. <laughs> No, because Gollum, Gollum was the healthy one, right? No, I think Smeagol uh, was the healthy Smeagol one. was... Okay, just the name Smeagol sounds wrong. Frodo? <laughs> Gandalf? Yeah. We're going to draw the line at Smeagol. Yeah, that's true. So Smeagol was the, the healthy one. So you're, right now you're playing Smeagol, but then sometimes you go to Gollum. And Gollum's the scary one. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just interesting you pulled that out of the air. Because now I now know more about who you are, Smeagol. I don't think I like this one as much. 
<laughs> you like the superhero. Yeah, I like the superhero. Well, we'll call you Smeagol. i got to write Smeagol. that down. <laughs> okay, so Bryce, what have you got for us? A little. Uh, you're trying to teach us that positive self-talk, you got to be careful because you can go overboard. You can go overboard. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce is Right. There's two versions of the story of Narcissus. Narcissus? Narcissus? I don't know. As the story goes, he's a good-looking guy, and everyone wants him. But for whatever reason, he's not interested. Well, one day he's trotting along in the wilderness, and oh, oh hey, what's that? Who's that good-looking guy in the pond? Yeah, it was himself. I guess people hadn't really figured out reflections at that point in history, but whatever. Most versions that people know, Narcissus stared into his own reflection until he died. But in the other version, the one that I prefer, he stared into his reflection but realized he could never obtain the object of his affections, and then he either died or killed himself. Either way, Narcissus was way too into himself, and it brought about his doom. So when we do some positive self-talk, why exactly are we doing it? Are we doing it because we need it, or because we're trying to convince ourselves of how awesome we already are? Because if we're just bolstering our feelings of awesomeness, all we're doing is staring into the pond, and that doesn't do any good for anyone. Then there's times where we need it, and this splits off into two options as well. Are we doing some positive self-talk because we don't think we can deal with what's up ahead, or is it to compensate for our constant negative self-talk? Because if we do it to compensate for negative self-talk, then what's the stopping point? Telling yourself that you're wonderful and you can do it when you have nothing else to do, that's when you not only look into the pond, but you keep looking until you die from starvation, dehydration, sleep deprivation, whatever kills you first. When you do this, you get stuck in positive self-talk feedback loop, and this leads to contentment and complacency. And when we're content, we don't move forward. Sometimes we need to be the opposite of that. Negativity and feeling uncomfortable are unpleasant, but super useful feelings. They can drive you to grow and expand your life. Think about it this way. Dr. Matt Townsend often refers to the idea of getting hijacked. That's where a situation has gotten out of control and we're no longer focusing on the source of the problem. We sometimes do this to ourselves. We get wrapped up in feelings of negativity and work so hard to get rid of them that we start fighting the negativity and not the source of the negativity. But positive self-talk is our way of talking ourselves off the ledge that leads to mediocrity. So don't let what you say to yourself get you content and complacent. Use it to get over the next hill. After that, get uncomfortable and be ready to self-talk yourself through it. Just whatever you do, if you find yourself looking into your own reflection, turn away. The last thing we need is more people idealizing themselves. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. So your fear is too much positive self-talk is delusional and then it makes you narcissistic. Yeah, you're looking into the pond. And then you're just looking in the pond until... You're a pond looker. A pond looker. That's a good point. Because... But see, because like you have all these people and there was a big movement about all you have to do is think about an idea and project it out to the universe and then it'll happen. Which I I guess that's accurate. But it seems like you need to work. Like but, I want, I want, let's try it. I want ice cream. Pizza. Sundays for everyone. Steak. <laughs> Did you say steak, Skyboy? Was that Smeagol or Skyboy? <laughs> That was, I guess, Gollum. That was technically. Gollum. No, it would be steak. <laughs> this is scary. I can't, I can't do this. This is getting out of control. So, but, so you're just saying, hey, be careful because if you look too long at yourself, you're, you're, either, you're probably going to get – you're going to fall. You're going to die. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to just sit there and you're just going to be like, this is awesome and I'm awesome and everything's awesome. Do something awesome real fast. Do yeah. that. Oh, I just did it. There you go. That's good advice. And you, it's really good advice considering you couldn't pr- pronounce narcissist. Narcissus. 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 Well, there's Sisyphus. 
Oh. There's Icarus. Uh-huh. There's Syphilis. Ah, uh, hold different. on. Different. 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 Not from Greek Once mythology. Once again, I'm the doctor. That's different. Hey, Sky's trying to lead us out to break. We're going to take a break and come back with a real expert that knows what she's talking about. Beverly Flaxington, uh, the author of the book, The Understanding Other People, The Five Secrets to Human Behavior, and a new book, Self-Talk for a Calmer You. She's going to be walking us through effective self-talk. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon, you incredible people, strong, powerful, dynamic human beings. I'm trying to give you some positive talk. This is the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can to give you the tools on this show to create a healthier, happier life. Hey, today, what if we just work on how you think about yourself? Because, you know... Uh, sometimes what you think or say to yourself matters because it's going to impact how you feel. It's going to impact what you think you can do. For example, Sky Boy sitting here eating some crackers. How's that going for you, Sky? What are you talking about? Ooh, way to swallow really fast. <laughs> Sky Boy, for example, needs to have healthier self-talk because he tells himself that he is, has, is ripped and has a six-pack. And um, there's only one person that's actually seen Sky Boy in a swimsuit, and that was Bryce, because they take scuba class together. And Bryce is convinced he doesn't have a six-pack. He just has six hernias. Sky, be realistic in what you say to yourself, because if they're hernias <laughs> and not abs, you're in trouble. What should I do? I would seek you're medical attention immediately. You're the doctor. Can yeah. you do surgery? No. Just, you know what you do? Get a pen and just kind try to push them back in is behind the wall. <laughs> this is uh, the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to bring on a real expert. Get rid of that talk of his, uh, his hernias. <laughs> We're going to go to our true expert, finally. Poor Beverly, just having to put up with this. We're, our, we're going to be joined now by Beverly Flaxington. She is known as the human behavior coach. She's a highly sought-after national speaker. She won the Gold Award from readers for her uh, as a reader's favorite book uh, for her book called Understanding Other People, The Five Secrets to Human Behavior. She's also the author of another book called Self-Talk for a Calmer You, which is why we've got her here today. She's trying to calm us down. She runs a successful business as a corporate consultant. She's an adjunct professor at Suffolk University. She holds a BA and an MBA from Suffolk University. And you can go check out her website, selftalkforacalmeru.com or thehumanbehaviorcoach.com. Beverly, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Matt. It's always fun. Good to have you. Now, you heard that Skyboy has some hernias that he's calling um, abs. I did. And, and let's just be clear, you know, using positive self-talk doesn't mean that we make things up. Good, so. good. I've been trying to tell him that for years. And so you may have just saved a life right there because one of those could seriously get infected. You could die. Sepsis, I think it's called. Um, so, Beverly, help us here. Okay, everyone hears about self-talk, and if you go back to the old Saturday Night Live days with Stuart Smalley, do you remember that? I do. Okay, so self-talk is not just where you grab a mirror and you just talk to yourself and tell yourself you're wonderful and you're great, is it? Or is it? Am I missing something? 
You know, it's not. What's so fascinating about self-talk is that when we start to pay attention to it, we're doing it all the time. You know, you take take an everyday scenario, like you're driving down the, the street, somebody comes out and uh, cuts you off, right? right. Yeah. So what is it that makes us so angry? Well, we start to talk to ourselves, right? People are rude. Didn't right. this guy what a jerk. Me? Right? Yeah. What What is his problem? Uh, my car was right here. So what? You couldn't just wait for the next car? And we talk. But we don't think of it as self-talk, no. right? We just think of it we as... We think we're thinking. That, right? It's like a normal reaction yeah. to whatever it is that happened. Yeah. So that's the really insidious thing about this is we find our... And now we're really in a lather, right? We're really upset about yeah. something. And we don't even realize that we've probably been the ones that have talked ourselves into it in the first place. Interesting. See, that's huge because we really do think it's us turning... I mean, historically, you turn to your mirror and you just try to talk about how great you are. But you're already making this... You're already talking to yourself. You're, you're already having these thoughts and... And pushing justifications and stories about yourself. I mean, like a lot of us just have something we know we can't do. Like, uh, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a people person. You'll have someone say, or um, I'm just not good at sports, so I'm not. I, I don't do that. But even those thoughts um, create all your options, all your opportunities, all your feelings when it comes to anything you're thinking about, right? You know, and that, it's that's such a good vignette. I, I was speaking with someone this week that I know who recently lost his job, and so you know, I was asking him what steps he was taking, what he was doing, and all of a sudden he started to tell me, "Well, you know, I'm at this point in my life, and I'm this age, and this is what's happening in the economy, and this is how employers think." And you know, and I let him go on for a few minutes, but but he basically painted this entire. Pa- I said, "Well, then why even get up in the morning, right? Mm. I mean, why get up? Yeah, I mean, sounds horrible." It's, it's so dire, and yeah. yet, what was this based on? I said, so you're going to tell me you've talked to every single possible employer? You're going to tell me that, you know, no one would hire you because of the age? And so what happens is we do, we convince ourselves of these things, but we don't see it as talking to ourselves. Yeah. We see it as just assessing these facts out there, right? Just being, you know, I'm just being really logical. Well, come on, you can't argue. He said to me, you know, you can't argue with me the Economy's tough. I said, "Well, I can because every, yeah. I know a lot of people who have no right to, you know, be in a better position in a new job, and they're there. Yeah. So, based on what? So, but that's what ends up happening is we we see a situation, we think about something, and then we it can be, you know, language that we learned as children. It could be something someone said to us. It could just be our view on something. Yeah. And we talk to ourselves about it. We don't know we do it. No, we uh, in, in fact. I don't know if you know this, Beverly, because I don't know if it's made the news yet, but um, Townsend's, for example, we don't do math. We're not math people. And once I, I used to stress about math, thinking that I guess I have to learn it. And one day my mom just, I was so stressed. She's like, oh, honey, we, we don't do math. And I was like, finally, somebody gets it. And so, you know, right then we don't do math. So now when my kids come to me, and they're like, oh, this, I hate math. It's so hard. My wife's sitting there trying to teach them <laughs> like they can do it. And um, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I just ought to let them in on the secret. <laughs> we just don't do math, son. The sad thing is getting a doctorate, you have to still do statistics. And that's a lot of math. <laughs> but nobody tells you that. So it's a story and it can stick with you, can't it? From a very long time, you can you can have these thoughts that really, it's not talk to us. It's just our thoughts 
But these thoughts are what create these sentences that we never test, like, it's a hard, it's, it's hard to get a job out there. Yeah. Or I'm not good at that. Or so common, and, and I loved your uh, explanation with the math, because you hear p- and people will say, well, I'm just not the type of person to whatever. Right. Fill in the blank. Yeah. Oh, well, I just am not somebody who can do whatever it is. And, and, you know, so you're setting yourself up for defeat before you even, you know, sometimes I'll call it like you're, you're telling yourself this story. It's, it's like sitting in a movie and you're really enjoying it. And then all of a sudden you say, oh, you know what? I know this has a bad ending. Yeah. So I'm just going to walk out here. <laughs> It like, was getting really good. a bad ending all the time? Yeah. Now, what's the problem with that? Part of it seems so normal to us, and it might. It seems like it's just my nature's way, my body's way of protecting me. Is is that what we're doing? Is that is is that what's happening? Why would we self talk ourselves into such a negative hole? Really good question, and I think that some of it, honestly, is that we we don't realize that we're doing it. So your math example is a good one, right? So if you weren't self-aware and you didn't recognize that that happened at some point, you right. would just have a belief that, well, we're just bad at math. Our whole family is. I don't yeah. even know where it comes from, but our yeah. whole family is. And you, you've got the genes, you are too. So there's aspects where I think we don't question um, because... It just seems like that's the way that it is. And so we take it as beliefs. So we don't think of it as, I'm talking to myself about it. Well, somebody who's listening could say, well, when someone cuts you off, that is rude. And you should be upset. And it isn't a nice thing to do. Right. So we have these beliefs, and then those beliefs kind of feed on themselves, and we don't ever question them, right? We don't ever say, is this helping me? But the other part about it is, I think, to a large degree, you know, we're we're unaware. I mean, we are are our own best company sometimes. Yeah, no, right. (laughs) Because we've built a story that we don't even have the real data on. I mean, was it rude that they just cut us off or did they just have a mini stroke? Or I mean, we don't know why, we, but we make up this information and then we actually use it like it's real. Well, in, in one of the, the books I wrote, I, I tell a story about driving through my neighborhood one time and uh, somebody coming out of the street very, very quickly. And, you know, my immediate reaction was, you know, what is wrong? This is a residential neighborhood. Right. There's kids. Of course, then I notice it's my neighbor, who's my good friend, yeah. who happens to be somebody who bails me out and picks up my kids when I'm in a pit. Oh, it's just Stacy. Right? <laughs> and so then the self-talk automatically goes to, wow, she'd never do something yeah, like that on purpose. She must be, she must so be busy. rushed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> She's not on crack cocaine driving like a crazy person, <laughs> which is kind of where we go, huh? We, so the self-talk is important, I guess you're saying, because whatever you're allowing the talk to be or the thought to be, it's going to, I guess, set up everything downstream. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I mean, think about it as if I don't realize I'm doing it, I'm writing a bit of a script for myself. Yeah. And a lot of times I will come to that eventual outcome because that's the direction that I have put myself in. So this guy was saying earlier, he may very well find that uh, he doesn't have good luck, right? right? With some of these interviews and time, he may even have some people who validate for him that he's older and it gets harder. Yeah, and- it's hard. It's, but we'll look for all of the validating. Yeah. 
information, right? Yeah, and we exclude the other data that's like, well, that's weird because nine out of the ten friends that I just had that were unemployed all found jobs within two weeks. But we don't want to hear that. Yeah, well, they were lucky. What do they do for a living? Yeah, they were lucky. And we discount and, it, don't we? And we discount it, cause it get, because it is, it's like it's questioning our yeah. self-talk that we've just, uh, you know, the, 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 the somewhat of a belief system. But what's hard is, and beliefs are good, right? So there's yeah. good places for beliefs and values and all that stuff. But where I think it gets us into trouble, Matt, is where we just, we're not aware, we don't question it. And we don't look at, is this, self-talk, is this self-talk helping me or is it hurting me right yeah. now? Oh, I love that. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We're talking with Beverly Flaxington. You know her as the human behavior coach. Hello. And you can go check her out. She wrote a book called Self-Talk for a Calmer You. If you go to selftalkforacalmeryou.com, you can see everything about this book. So if you know that you're out there not necessarily uh, spreading the most positive thoughts in your mind, uh, go check out this book. We're going to come back. Beverly Flaxington teaching us the tools to more constructive self-talk. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. You notice our little bumper music there. We do that because if self-talk works, then we also think self-twang could be just as good. Positive twang. Do you hear it? See how that just brings you up? It just brings the great vibe of hee-haw into your life. This is the Matt Townsend Show, folks. Today we are talking about, I think, a really interesting subject about self-talk, right? Um, and self-talk doesn't mean you're actually in your head talking. It might just be the thoughts that you have and the thoughts that you keep telling yourself um, that you keep repeating over and over start to grow in strength. Then sometimes you believe these thoughts more than you actually believe the data that's present in the real world that you're dealing with. And we've got a pro talking about it. Her name is Beverly Flaxington. She's joining us. She's also known as the human behavior coach. She is the author of a book, Self-Talk for a Calmer You. She's a highly sought-after national speaker and runs a successful business as a corporate consultant. She has a BA and an MBA from Suffolk University and is an adjunct professor at Suffolk University. She's a wonderful friend of the show. She puts up with us, quite honestly, and I think it's because she uses a lot of positive self-talk. So go check out her book at selftalkforacalmeryou.com, selftalkforacalmeryou.com. Beverly, welcome back. Thank you. Very happy to be here. I'm glad you've done self-talk today because you probably wouldn't be able to handle us. <laughs> You're, no, it, it makes I, you stronger. I, <laughs> I actually enjoy it very much. Yeah. So fill me in because can't productive self-talk be? I, I guess it's not supposed to be self-delusion, right? Well, and that really is a good distinction because you know to be able to say 
uh, oh, I, I'm going to start talking to myself and saying that yeah. I'm the smartest person around, right? Yeah. Or uh, I, uh, you know, I, I have a degree I don't really have. Or, I, I right. mean, we're not talking about, you know, living in a fantasy world, and we're not talking about being, you know, deluding yourself, and we're not talking about telling yourself things that you know are fundamentally not quote-unquote true. What we're talking about is when you don't have enough information to know how a situation is going to unfold, you always have a choice as to how you want to talk to yourself about it. And it will give you more power and more confidence if you at least give yourself the opportunity to be more positive going into it, Mm. not telling yourself all the dire, terrible things that are going to happen, but more saying, I am confident to at least go into this situation. I'm not. Sometimes, Matt, it's not even telling yourself what's going to happen. It's just allowing yourself to experience yeah. the situation, yeah. but saying, whatever comes my way, I'm going to be capable of dealing with it instead of, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. See, that's, that's probably it because we really don't know either way. So when something random comes up, you know, that, oh, you know what, your boss needs to talk to you. And you got to get in there fast. Um, we, we're either way. If we don't know what they're going to talk to us about, we we've got a choice. You're saying we can we can make up. Ne- oh, he's going to probably ream me for the, not turning in my reports on time. I can make it up negative, or I can make it up positive. Um, you're just saying either way, you're making it up because you don't know. Well, exactly. And, you know, at least to be able to, you know, that's a great scenario, right? Yeah. So a lot of people afraid of losing their job, afraid of their boss. So now I've convinced myself, oh, my gosh, you know, if he's asking me to meet, something's wrong. You know, what's my level of confidence walking in there? Like, am I showing my boss a strong, you know, confident, in-charge person? Or am I kind of walking in there with trepidation because mm. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm in trouble. Yeah, no, and, and that, you know, this is really just about at least giving yourself that chance for a good outcome. And so maybe you don't say, oh, the boss is inviting me in because he loves me and I've I'm going to get a promotion and all of this that will lead to disappointment. But you at least can say, oh, okay, the boss needs to talk to yeah. me. Let me see what this is about. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's the shift in yeah. self-talk, right? Yeah, just it's, shifting to neutral, huh? Yeah, just yeah. shifting to neutral. That's huge. I mean, because sometimes you can't push your car in drive sometimes when it's in gear. You just got to put it in neutral. So you don't need to be forward or backward. Just be neutral. Exactly. But it's that, and you know, and I really do believe if we think about the situations where the negative self-talk gets to us, so so let's take that one, you know, it'll feed on it, right? Yeah. So then you'll think about, and you know what? There was that email that he sent me last week. Let me find that email. Yeah, look, I didn't even notice before, but he put an exclamation point. Yeah. You know, and then we call, you know, we call our spouse at home. I, I don't know what's going on, but he called me in for a meeting. You know, it could be bad. I may get laid off today. <laughs> Right? I mean, how much do we have in the emergency savings account? In the meantime, I haven't even been down the hall yet to see what does this guy want. You walk in and it's like, happy birthday. Everyone's cheering for you. Yay! (laughs) Oh, I'm not losing my job. (laughs) That's so sad. what we do to ourselves. Oh, we're pitiful, aren't we? (laughs) So fill fill me in on this. So give us the tools. What do we need then to turn this stuff to positive, constructive self-talk. Or, I mean, neutral is one thing. Just get back to neutral. What, what else do we need to kind of focus on to make sure that we're even getting the data? Because it sounds like that's one of our big problems is we're not even actually accurately picking up the real data that exists. 
Absolutely. So one big thing is starting just to be more aware. So let's say the guy cuts you off, right? And now all of a sudden I can see my knuckles are getting white on the steering wheel. You know, my blood pressure is rising. You're speeding up to catch up. Right? Yes. You know, I'm getting his license plate down. I'm going to do something to him, whatever it is. First of all, it really is catching ourselves and then saying, okay, you know, what's happening here? This guy just came out of the street and got in front of my car. Is this really something yeah. that is worth getting upset about? I, you know, and to be able to have, I, I call it kind of like a like a, a tool bag, if you will, mm-hmm. of things that you can. So whether it's, you know, some positive things that have been going on in your day, something that you enjoy in your life, something that makes you happy. You just want to kind of turn your attention when it's a situation like that where your reaction. You want to be able to see what's going on. Tell yourself, what are really the facts here, right? right? Let's just get, why am I getting upset? What are the facts here? And then maybe talking to yourself in a more positive way or something that uplifts you, something that makes you happier. If it's a a real situation where, uh, for example, you think about, I do a lot of public speaking. I have a lot of people that will tell me, you know, they're so afraid. What are you afraid of? Well, gosh, you know, what if you stumble getting up on the stage? What if you, uh, what if I don't remember what it is I want to say? Right? What if, uh, you know, what if people uh, catcalls in the audience, you know, they don't like it? <laughs> this is the type of thing where, okay, so yeah. you just painted the, how about saying, I have really good information for people to share, for people to learn. I want to share it. And if I stumble, so what? I'm human. Right. I mean, sometimes it's, right, as simple as that. So it's positive, but it's not overly blowing myself up. And oh, right. saying, it's just a more positive way to frame it. Remember, the, there was some movie star that went to get her Academy Award, and she slipped on the stairs going up? <laughs> I don't remember that one. Hold I, on. I Who was it? Merritt knows. Sal- oh, Sal- Jennifer Sal- Lawrence. turfed it on the stairs honestly (laughs) so that's in a beautiful gown and you know what ah she's doing fine jennifer lawrence is doing doing fine so and you're worried about some speech in front of the kiwanas come on you'll be fine you'll be fine it's the kiwanas it's not on national television you're not accepting an academy award but see that's the funny thing is but for jennifer lawrence that would have been one of her biggest fears and she made it through she just kind of laughed it off after and oh well she's great i mean it's funny we just we kind of get stuck in that pattern and then it creates all that emotion doesn't it well that's you know you think about the it's like a a, a volcano i mean it's like a little bit more and yeah. a little bit more yeah. and a little you know coming. and now um, you know somehow i'm erupting emotionally but unfortunately doing it in a way that's just not helping me at all yeah it's so true it's uh, it's and it's such a quiet thing, isn't it? Because it it really just seems to kind of reinforce every deeper fear that's hidden in you. Because then it's it's like um, I remember sitting there watching a lady in speech class when I was a high school or a college freshman. We all had to do our speeches, and I watched her because I remember thinking, "Man, my my mouth seems dry, and it's hard to say things." Anyway, I fought through a speech. And then I remember watching this other lady who was doing what I thought was exactly what I was. But she was breaking out in hives and she was sweating. And then the minute I saw that, I started thinking, holy cow, did I look like that? Was I coming apart at the seams like that one? But all of a sudden, it's like then every other fear starts to just pile on, right? It's like a gang pile, right? 
but that is it. You know, you're taking me back to public speaking class. I actually had one that she she burst into tears oh, standing no. up in front of the room. She legitimately burst into tears oh, and no. ran out of the class. But but it's a great example. What kind of self talk? could have been it moves it's like the volcano thing yeah. it gets us mo- right yeah. i mean if she had she had to have, she probably woke up that morning talking to herself yeah. about you're how awful blow this you're right? Gonna blow, yeah that's right <laughs> Now I'm bursting into tears if she'd caught herself somewhere along the way. Chances are good that at least she would have made it through the thing without having an emotional meltdown. Right. Isn't that – so part of this too, I guess, is – and you, you talked about it at the very beginning – is you, you have to know yourself and pay attention to your feelings, pay attention to what your triggers are and know – if you, you've got to kind of know you have a tendency to be a negative self-talker. Yeah, and sometimes the way that I'll, you know, that I'll say to people in terms of just checking in with it and realizing it's going on is, you know, that we, our body, our, our minds, you know, we get these cues. So all of a sudden, maybe I'm feeling blue, right, yeah. for no reason. Right. It's a nice day outside, everything, but I'm blue. Yeah. Well, what's that about? We usually can connect it back to something that's happened, and then we're feeding on it negatively. Huge. Pay attention to those feelings. We're going to take a break. We're talking with Beverly Flaxington, author of the author of the book Self Talk for a Calmer You, and uh, she's going to walk us through how to have more effective, healthy, positive self talk. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the most positive self-talking show on the air, the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side, walking you through life, doing what we can to help even the weakest among us. Right, Sky? Yep. Thank you. And uh, we've got a great guest joining us right now who's teaching us the power of positive self-talk. It's not just that rah-rah, psych you up. You're amazing. It's a lot of self-talk, it sounds like, is just the ability to actually notice some of the negative patterns of thinking or notice some of the feelings you have and not necessarily just allowing your mood or your feeling of that moment to kind of reinforce a bunch of stories you're going to tell. We're, we're joined by our guest, Beverly Flaxington, Beverly is known as the Human Behavior Coach. She's a highly sought-after national public speaker. She won the Gold Award from Reader's Favorite for her book, Understanding Other People, The Five Secrets to Human Behavior. She's the author of Self-Talk for a Calmer You, which is what we're talking about on the show today. She runs a successful corporate consulting business. She's adjunct professor at Suffolk University and holds a BA and an MBA from there as well. And uh, also has two websites you need to go check out. One, selftalkforacalmeryou.com and the humble – ooh, not the humble – the human behavior coach. And she's humble. Let's just be real. The human behavior coach, Beverly Flaxington. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. I am happy to be here. Still happy to be Still here. Still happy. All of my self-talk during the uh, did, break has been positive. Did you pump you. yourself up? See, that's the difference, I think, because you go actually self-talk positively. During our show, during the breaks, all I hear is about how hungry everyone is. It reminds me of, like, nursery school. 
I was like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, Sky, I'm not your mother. Okay? Bring food for crying out loud. He's always, he's my blood sugar. Anyway, hate to bring that up with you, Bev, but I just need help. I need, because his human behavior needs some serious coaching. There you go. Bowl of M&M's ready at all times. I know, That's but I've key. done that. I brought marshmallows. <laughs> I brought it all. And he just eats it all. And he's a messy eater. So, Beverly, fill me in. Um, we've, we've got – you started before the last break to talk about how sometimes the, the emotions uh, – sometimes the emotions are in us that, that might even be – we might already be in a funk. Right. And we come home and we're not happy and we're not even necessarily noticing we're not happy, but we're just down. And then it seems it seems like that's a really great place that our self-talk would kind of glom onto that negative emotion. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's like a, an opportunity to, you know, to feed on it in a way. And, you know, sometimes, Matt, you may not be able to connect back. What right. is it that set you off? At the same time, becoming aware of the fact, you know, I'm blue. What's going on? If you are just conscious about it, a lot of times you will realize, oh, gosh, you know, I have been talking to myself about what's happening at work or what I read on the uh, in the newspaper yeah. or, you know, how worried I am about my kids, this or that, whatever it may be. And so it really is just that practice of trying to identify a little bit what's putting me in this state so that you can shift it. And it goes on. This is the insidious thing, right? It goes on if we really notice. It. We're talking to ourselves <laughs> yeah. pretty much all day long. Right. So some of this is just becoming aware of, uh, you know, different ways that we'll describe things to ourselves, different things we say. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I used to always notice if I was uh, had just had a lot on my plate, a lot going on with my kids, a lot, you know, I would start to say, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know where to start. Well, I mean, what, that self-talk, so right there, yep. uh, it, it, that's going to prevent me from being able to be efficient and be productive, right? I'm so overwhelmed, like the picture that that paints in your oh, mind, yeah. right? Is somebody just buried up? So I would notice, okay, well, that's not where I want to start because that's, you know, here's what I need to do. I need to take this step by step. I need to write down what I need to do, prioritize it. So it's, again, it's kind of just noticing, and we all have certain ones that are more let's say, popular for us than others, yeah. right? Yeah. Things that are just the the, the sinkhole, right. <laughs> our personal sinkholes. And uh, <laughs> so, so it really is a matter of noticing them, figuring out the words we're using, and then making that conscious effort to say, okay, this right now isn't helping me. I, I've got to talk in a different direction for myself. I got, I've got to really get my thoughts oriented somewhere else. So I can get more confidence, be a little bit more powerful, make better choices. It's interesting the the concept of pow- I mean the power in just being present in your thought or your feeling or your words. I mean that seems like everyone's like out there like oh yeah is that all you got Beverly is just be present in what you're thinking about right now. But honestly. What more do you want if you don't ever notice you're feeling in the funk or you're feeling blue? you're going to ride that blue wave for an hour. Or if you don't notice the words that you tend to use more regularly, I mean, a word I hear a lot is, I have to. Yes. Right? Or I oh, I should have, I should be doing this right now. I really should. Um, or I have to, or, you know, if, if I were a better person, I would do this. 
I mean, just that word is like, okay. But but when I say the words I choose to or, you know, I'm choosing to spend more time writing right now than doing this, it's it's it does shift me. Is it? Yes, that's huge. The the shoulds and the have to and the should have. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. How about the should have? Oh, yeah. You know, this is, you know, I'll, I'll, people will be sharing something and, you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot about some history that we should have written differently. <laughs> and, you know, I should have done that when I had the opportunity. And again, I think we don't think of it, Matt, as negative self-talk because, well, I should have done it differently. Yeah, it's I true. That. It's well, true. But, Right? But I mean, it, every time you say it, you're pulling yourself down because guess what? You can't do anything about uh. it now. You, and I try to, you know, I even will say to my kids when they're, you know, not doing, maybe making the best choices. I mean, for most people, you know, we make the best choices at that time for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. The key thing is realizing why do we make that choice? Is there a better choice? And doing it differently next time. Yeah. But ruminating on what we should have done. When we didn't do it is one of the biggest drags for yourself. Well, and the drag is because you're in the past tense, right? You're in a space you can't fix. Yes. So, so, I mean, interestingly, what would maybe be better is, so what I will do, anything is different than – I see it a lot on my Facebook page. Um, We do a lot of quotes and have – a bunch of people that go to my Facebook page because I put quotes up. And then you'll have some really motivational thought that is profound about the power of your mind to do something. And then you'll have somebody on there and they just say, well, yeah, easier said than done. And you just want to pop them. Is that negative talk? But you just want to like pop them and think, hey, that is your very thought. You just demeaned a profound point of truth with a simple self-talk thought that is so obvious it didn't need to be stated, but it also keeps you reinforced in the belief that you can't live that. Oh, I, this, that drives you me know, batty. Right? I mean, this is something, good heavens, you could literally do an entire show, and, oh. and perhaps you have or you will bat just on that, now. because that is so, that's just the perfect, vignette, though, is where I'm not even now giving myself the chance. It's almost like my my negative self-talk doesn't want to let go. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and you'd rather do that, huh? Yep. Not giving myself the chance. It's a brilliant idea. And sure, Gandhi knew of what he speaks, but it's easier said than done. Thanks, Stacey. (laughs) That was brilliant. Easier said than done. Wow. Or it's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, yeah. But that's it's hard. Well, sure, sure it is. Well, so is being miserable every day. That's hard well, too. This, I mean, th- isn't it? I mean, it's really kind of tough to just drag yourself through life, <laughs> not believing that yeah. you know maybe you've got some power to actually do something just even a little bit differently to give yourself a chance. It's funny because that little phrase even the easier said than done or oh easy for you to say because your life is perfect these phrases they really are your mind's way of trying to let your story so because there might be like i'm assuming if somebody reads a really powerful gandhi quote that's about you become the change you seek in the world um and then they their their mind can just immediately dismiss it with like well that's easier said than done what it does is it it doesn't allow you a chance to be in the space where you can grow. Your conscience is working on it like, you know what? Yeah, 
I need to. So like you're saying, you've got to be self-aware enough to notice I have a thinking pattern that almost immediately um, gets me out of any need or space to grow by just saying it's hard. Yeah. Or you have kids. You can't do it because you have kids. I hear I hear moms all the time saying, well, yeah, that would be great, except I've got my kids, so I don't have time to, like, get my life in order. I'll get it in order when my kids are gone. Like, well, you know, You're setting yourself up. And, and, and I mean, my favorite, because I have people say to me all the time, and, the, you know, I, I literally, I'm going to, like, put it on my wall, you know, I don't know how you do it. That's what I hear all the time, yeah. because, you know, I run a business, I have children, and I actually do things I really enjoy doing, and I just feel like that's really what life's supposed to be about. But, yeah. you know, is it is it easy? Well, I mean, it's making choices, it's things, but yeah. I hear it all the time, you know, I don't know how you do it, and I'll say to them, but right there, that self-talk, like that's kind of, you're putting me in a different, why yeah. are you any different? Yeah. It's just choices. It really, fundamentally, it comes down to choice about how I want to think about things, choice about how I want to envision what I want to do. And, and that there is a piece to, you know, because I'm a hypnotherapist, as you know, yeah. and, I mean, there is a piece, even if you're not living it yet, it's not deluding yourself, but it is believing that there is a better place you can get to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for Skyboy, I mean, he could picture those abs and, you know, well, move you know, towards those abs. <laughs> yeah, you've got to meet him first, though, I think. I mean, it's easier said than done with Skyboy. <laughs> That's just kidding. It's kidding. Let's just first, let's not even worry about his abs. Let's just worry about the surgical procedure to put his hernias back. <laughs> because you can't you can't work up an ab until you've got, you know, till you're free and clear of the herniated in colon and whatever it is that's herniated. You can vision a good outcome there yeah. too, though, right? You know, you're, you're amazing, Beverly, because you're sitting there talking about when a friend comes up and says, oh, if, I don't know how you do it. What I would have said, this is the difference between you and I, is um, I would have said for 200 bucks, I'll tell you. <laughs> 200 bucks right now. I'll show you right now how to do it. See, but you're like being all nice and like, but you, you already started coaching her. You can do it yourself. You're amazing. See, I'm such a jerk. Oh, that's negative talk. Dang it. I'm a, I'm always in search of filthy lucre. I'm always chasing the money. Anyway, well, there you go. That's bad. That's very bad. Um, I really love this. Tell me about your book. So your book gets into this self-talk stuff, right? I mean, does it walk us through kind of the healthier way to do this so we don't have to look in the mirror and we don't have to Stuart Smiley it, Smalley it. Yeah, so it was actually the, it was the publisher came to me and asked me, you know, would I be willing to write on this topic, but they really didn't know what they wanted to write. And I said, you know, I know what I want to write. I want to write about different scenarios in yeah. life that I see people get into all the time, and their negative self-talk is really what drags it down, makes it much more difficult. Things like your job, your boss, trying yeah. to find a job, relationships. So I broke it into specific scenarios, so you don't even have to go through the whole book, Matt. You can focus in on the area where you feel like, you know, this is what's really cool. my Achilles heel. And actually gives you step-by-step-by-step ways to recognize your self-talk and then put some more positive things in place. But it's not, I'm, a, I'm very practical, yeah. um, so it's really not a touchy-feely, um, you know, uh, meditate on it type of thing. It's really a step-by-step-by-step, here's yeah. what to do. Do you, um, it, it seems like uh, 
you brought this up a little bit earlier that there's some of us we all have kind of our way to do it um some of us <laughs> i just imagine if if you were if you were used to writing dramas and you're a dramatic writer it might be hard for you to pull off a comedy or if you if you like the comedic writing it might be harder for you to pull off a drama um it seems like some we all have our own style of self-talk, and some of us seem to be kind of what I call the overs, uh, and some are what we call the unders. So some of our self-talk is like maybe demeaning to other people. We're kind of overwhelmed, overbearing. Like, what a bunch of jerks. Those people are idiots. They don't have a clue. And then sometimes the self-talk, so it's, it's kind of me demeaning in my head others. Yeah. And some, it's, sometimes it's me demeaning myself. Is, is, is there a difference so if I'm kind of trying to beat everyone down to get higher, or if I'm just beating myself down to, you know, what's the difference? Or does well, it matter? I, 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 that is so on point. I mean, it's, it really is an excellent human behavior observation, because that really is the kind of the two camps that a lot, it's the difference between uh, victim yeah. and uh right, and yeah. savior, whatever. Um, but But both of them, obviously, are depleting us. I mean, at the, at the bottom line, it, it, it's really the question of, is the way that you're talking to yourself, is it giving you something to work with that's positive, that's energy, that's confidence, that's going to help you get further, or is it taking something away from you? Yeah. And both of those really take away, because the, where I'm blaming others and I think I'm better, I mean, that's really not typically looked at as a positive relationship right. building kind of skill. Um, <laughs> but when I'm not, that I'm as good as anybody else, it makes it very hard for me to want to take on anything. Yeah. So both have really negative impacts, but they do, yes, play out a little bit differently. And lots of times you'll get people that will find one another because one plays one role yeah. and one plays the other. A match made in heaven. <laughs> or not. Not, right? I mean, <laughs> it really can, is. Unless they can help each other with yeah. their negative self-talk, Matt, and catch each other. And <laughs> Which I think is great, too, because it would be. this is a great conversation to have with your spouse or your kids is listen to the words you're using. When you say I can't, when you say I won't, or you say you have to, or I should have, or I could have, um, or it would have been better if – I mean, if you can start helping point it out, it's it's pretty powerful. Give us a wrap-up. If you had to give us the one thing, Beverly, the one thing that you feel is the key, just to begin with, for self-talk for a calmer you, what's the one thing? Well, one place to start, Matt, is – Think about if you had to walk around, you know, talking out loud about the things that you're saying in your head. I mean, would somebody look at you and say, what is your problem? <laughs> you know, you are really bringing yourself and yeah, me down. they would. I mean, you know, don't allow yourself to, just because it's not out loud, say things that you'd never speak out loud. Mm. So it's a little bit of, I mean, it's really not Pollyanna, but it really is a little bit of just watch that talk and use that same measurement for, you know, what you likely wouldn't say in a polite crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be saying it in your head. Don't say it in your head. It's so, it's just such a subtle thing, isn't it? We're, we've been talking with Beverly Flaxington. Go check out her website, selftalkforacalmeryou.com or the Human Behavior Coach. Com. Beverly, you are the best. Thanks so much for your insight. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Matt. Thanks a lot. And thank you for helping us with Skyboy's um, little issue. <laughs> I we, hope he gets better. I Give think him he my does. Best. He, well, he's already on his way to the clinic. 
Uh, great stuff. Beverly Flaxington. Go check out that website. We're going to take a break. Come back. Get more into, believe it or not, your own self-talk. Some tools, some keys to healthier thinking. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about self-talk, and one aspect of self-talk we haven't fully explored is the power of calming self-talk. You know, calming yourself down with how you talk. Our student producer, Hannah Bradshaw, is going to tell us how she took a creative approach to self-talk that got her through an MRI. I want to talk about one side of self-talk we haven't covered, calming self-talk. Although I have never considered myself to be an anxious person, one recent experience caused me to question that belief. I had my first MRI. For those of you who don't know what that is, MRI stands for Magnetic Resonance Imaging. It is a medical imaging technique used in radiology to visualize internal structures of the body in detail. Obviously, I was nervous. But after skimming the Wikipedia page and a few YouTube videos, I figured I was good to go. I couldn't have been more wrong. After 20 minutes of paperwork, they led me into a room with a giant white machine with a itty-bitty cylindrical hole punched all the way through, and the most bizarre sound I had ever heard. I joked with the technician about the sound. She smiled, handed me a pair of earplugs, and said, It gets worse. As they laid me on the table and I slid back into the machine, I realized that the only part of my body not encased in a white plastic coffin was the tips of my toes. Not panicking seemed impossible to do. I yelled out to the technician that I wasn't sure if I could hold back a panic attack for 20 minutes, and she responded that she would check in every few minutes if I started panicking, then she would begin the painfully slow process of removing and lowering the table from the machine. I tried breathing exercises, visualizations, closing my eyes, but I just couldn't get the image of my body encased in a white plastic coffin out of my head. Then the sounds started. Although painfully obnoxious, they're the only thing that got me through that experience. As a musician, I pieced together the sounds in my head to make an electronic dubstep remix, MRI edition. So instead of hearing this, this, or this, I heard this. Let's just say hospitals should seriously consider collaborating with Skrillex when they update their machines. When you find yourself in a sticky situation that leaves you feeling stressed out or anxious, remember that whether you meditate, use breathing exercises, or get creative, talking yourself down or distracting yourself can be a lifesaver. You turned that into a beat. Yeah, it was really exciting. You threw down (laughs) a little beat. Did you really hear some of those sounds? Um, I definitely was like waiting for the drop. Um, it's well, a dubstep term, but it's yeah, you were waiting for the drop. <laughs> laying in the machine. When the drop, what, what is it? So when it when you hear the drop, 
there's all these videos on Vine about what happens when the drop hits, right? Yeah. And everyone just falls to the ground. Or they just You're so hip, Matt. Dude, You're I'm so hip. Hip's not the word. Hip's from the 70s. What's oh. the new word? I'm so... Hipster. I'm so hipster. That's probably it. Yeah, I'm totally hipster. Very hipster. Yeah, I, in fact, I threw out a hipster last week. <laughs> Hurt like a mother. Um, so, because the funny thing, you kept calling it a white coffin. Mm-hmm. See, I would have visualized that you were a pearl in an oyster. Oh, yeah? That was vibrating in a really weird way because a motorboat just went by you. Well, I think the thing is, is I've I've just never really – they asked me if I had claustrophobia like six times. I was like, man, I don't have claustrophobia. Oh, no, but why don't you keep bringing it up because that's going to help yourself talk. Are you afraid of really tight enclosed spaces where we throw really scary noises at you? <laughs> <laughs> Not until we started talking about it. Yeah, I know. Well, I came out afterwards and I was still pretty – a little bit distressed just because, I mean, they put – I got a brain MRI. So they put like this thing over your face and then once you're slid all the way back in, the plastic is about four inches above your head. Really? And so you're like really nice and tight um, inside of the machine. And I went out and I was still pretty freaked out. And I guess there was this girl going after me and I was like uh, – I, I was talking to my friend who would given me a ride and I was like, man, that was really scary. And then – this girl who's sitting there was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, oh, no. it's fine. Just do they breathe. let you talk? Yeah. So there's a microphone inside of the machine that you can you can talk to them. Um, but the sounds the machine makes is just so bizarre. And it, the the table starts out lower and then they just it like is on a pulley kind of system where uh-huh. it raises you up and then slowly puts you back in the machine. So just the thought of how long it would take for them to get me out of it yeah. was like freaking me out. See, my, <laughs> my brothers-in-law, they all do, they're radiologists, so they do this. But you'd think if they're as smart as they are that they can take a picture of your whole body from the inside out, they'd think they'd be able to figure out a way psychologically to help you through it. Yeah. And maybe some Skrillex is the way. I, I believe so. Well, good luck. Hope you're okay. I'm stressed now. <laughs> you're always stressed. Self-talk. Oh, why don't you say something about food now, Sky? Do you have any? <laughs> Psych. Okay, no, I don't. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. I think Meg Connolly is going to be joining us. She's going to walk us through uh, some of our talk at home and how we can create healthier, happier, more calm homes. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Held off a little bit longer on that intro, didn't I, Sky? Wow. I like You're to, just taking your sweet old time. I like to freak you out a little bit. Not freaking me out. No, you were giving me the eye. Like, are you going to or not? I was just getting bored. Did you see that Meg brought us some I treats? I saw what Meg brought. Nobody got to see what they were <laughs> before they were carted off. Meg, what did you bring? Raspberry and orange rolls. We're going to pretend I baked them because nobody in your audience well, knows that isn't true. Let's just say you didn't just bake them. You also boxed them. Yes, right. <laughs> what woman wouldn't bake and, and wrapped, box her And wrap them in pink paper. Oh, so man. I'm very, very dedicated oh, to my Meg. role as contributor here. Meg, Meg, Meg. Meg Conley's joining us. The blogster, uh, remind me of your blog again. Meganprogress.com. Meganprogress. I knew that. I knew that. Meganprogress. But see, again, I, I, don't, I think you're done. It's so nice. You're not in progress. So nice, Matt. But 
But it's I'm a doctor. It's just not true. You're you know. Mm-hmm. I know. I should listen to you, right? I just you know diagnosed you're talking about. Skyboy with um, eight. Um, what are well, we first them? there was two, then there was six, and now there's eight. So I guess they're eight multiplying. What do we quickly. call them? Hernias. Hernias. Oh, that's <laughs> fact, Meg, you'll like be an intimate diagnosis. Well, it is, except he, he keeps sporting it like it's a six-pack, but it's not. It's yeah, just dear. six hernias. I am both concerned and disgusted. Have you ever, have you ever seen a man with six hernias? I, no, no. Well, today's your day. That's, I, I'm excited. It's, thank you. Thank well, you, you thank won't you. be when you're done. Uh, you brought us treats. I brought treats, yeah. And then they disappeared. Well, you know, your lovely, your peeps. Please they don't them. call them that. My peeps, <laughs> my little sugary peeps. Chicken bird things? Chicken bird yeah. things that you bite their head off. Do you like peeps? No, I don't like marshmallows. Yeah. Don't you? I'm more of a french fry, <gasps> See, double okay. cheeseburger kind Someday, of Someday, Meg, we're doing this. Someday I want to do a show with you where we talk about favorite like, foods. Because some people seem to go sugary. Yeah, and I'm, some, I'm, I'm salty, a salty all the way. Pure salty. Yeah, right, right. Fries get me. They're, they're too fryy. If you're going to eat something fried, it's got to right. be like an onion ring. Okay, right. I just right? can't. I just have it all. Yeah, yeah. Which is usually my question. Well, you could totally food. have it all. I just want it all. Hey, right. We're all going to die sometime, Meg. Right, right. Why? Why not gorging yourself on a trench full of fries? A fry trench. Right, right. I actually have one at my house. I'll bring that in next time. You have a fry trench. Right, right. <laughs> Dig in. <laughs> I wear a fry trench when I make my fries, so you don't get grease splattered on. Right. You. Huh. I've lost. I've lost our train of thought at this point. Yeah, that was. But I, I was just like, I think I'm hungry. It sounded really good. Hey, now Meg, here's the deal. Okay. Um, self-talk. We we're talking about how there's power in starting to create a, po- a more positive self-talk, where how you think. Right. Absolutely. And but you're going to take it further. That maybe the talk isn't just talk. Maybe we could do other things in our lives. Right. Well, here's my. Here's my whole premise. Because you, you always go off. Right. That, well, always. Which I always. love. It's, it can be a problem. No, it's great. But my, my premise here is that um, you can't have positive self-talk if you don't know the language. If somebody came in here and said, okay, speak Greek to yourself. Yeah. No. I, I can do nothing. And some have never learned that positive language. Right. And, they, and so my, my thought here is that surround yourself with things activities mm. that will influence you positively. So I think there are four places okay. that we can focus right off. First of all, you have to start reading. Ah. I know. You mean books? I mean books. <laughs> ah. People are, um, I wonder, are we reading as much? Because we have all this these abilities to put our thing our books on our kindles or our right okay well listen that's absolutely i mean i have some podcasts i listen listen to to books and i and i occasionally listen to books but and you know i'm not talking about reading people magazine although there is a time and a place nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that getting my nails done please pass me the people what is matthew mcconaughey doing i need to know but you really want to know i really want to know but i'm talking about um Reading, reading the classics, contemporary literature that is not only uplifting, but also um, deals with life's real issues. Yeah. Give me a book. Give me a book. Okay. Give me a book I should read. Oh, my goodness. See if um, I read it. Well, I love Anna Karenina. Oh, yeah. Except I can't Tragic, say Tragic, right? Yeah. Tragic. And it's yep. like, where is the positive self-talk in that? But there's right. beauty contained within it. And there's the juxtaposition of light and darkness. And you're forced to contemplate things outside yes. of yourself. And so once you do that, you are able 
to understand yourself within a perspective that is not just like this closed, you know, little corner dictated by just you. Love it. So not everybody needs to sit down and read Tolstoy. I mean, there are a lot of... Read Harry Potter. Oh, I yeah. don't care. Just read. Equip yourself with the knowledge of worlds outside of the one that you live in. Well, a lot of people would say that's what they're doing when they're watching um, television. A lot of people would be wrong. <laughs> and they're and they're because they're in other worlds, like the real world from MTV. Right. Well, and see, and that's why that's the equivalent. Again, I well, I've never seen the real world, but You've but heard I watch of it. I watch trash TV occasionally. Yeah, sure. Duck Dynasty. That yes, is not trash please. TV. <laughs> that is quality American quality entertainment. There is a place for the for that candy. Okay, yeah. Like mine candy is a okay, but I'm saying that you need to learn how to delve beneath the surface because yeah. so much yeah. of our negative self talk is based on only surface comprehension, yeah, totally. whether of ourselves or our surroundings or our circumstances. So start reading. See, but that gives you that you're saying this kind of fosters a deeper dialogue. Right. Where your conscience and other parts of you can kind of work your thought process. Sure. Right. Well, and and even the vocabulary that you learn yeah. through great works of art. You, or Duck Dynasty. Sure. Right. I mean, they've got stuff. They've got vocabulary. Right. I'm going to get you a T-shirt. <laughs> Do it. So, get, G-I-T. I'm so, going to get you a T-shirt. But I, you know, when I was when I was 12 and 13, you're going through this traumatic puberty change yeah. and oh, it's all nightmare. awful horrible nightmare and all you can think about is yourself mm-hmm. and and that's okay it's a it's a change you're working through it but the way that um I was able to open up my world and understand that I would find a place within the world I existed was by reading. Because we need to find our place. We need to know our value. We need to know that we have a purpose. And reading others' writings and thoughts on that can help us find that. Or a really good blog where they think about it as well. Meganprogress.com, for example, It's more profound reading than you would normally think, quite honestly. Well, Well, thank you. Thank you. I, mean, you I, I, like normally... to, I like to tell myself. Well, that. you're a great writer. So, <laughs> Thank th- you. so I wonder if, because you're a writer, reading is, it's interesting that's your first one. Right. But right. that but that opened you up it's going through puberty and right. recognizing Well, and the that's world. why I think I think that as long as it's quality, it doesn't you don't have to sit down and read the Odyssey. It just has to be right. a quality work of fiction or nonfiction, something that opens up your mind's eye, takes you out from within yourself. The other thing is go exploring. Okay. Get outside. You mean outside of your house. Outside of your house, outside of your normal environments, whether that's work See, or motherhood. My wife's been telling me this for years. We gotta get out more. We got to get out like, more. See, I, we go out, but she wants to go out to like nature. Right. Oh, I hate the sun. Why did I say it like the that? The grass is yeah. awful. Go, go listen to the symphony. Do yeah. things that you wouldn't usually do. Expand your horizons. Huge. Because, and again, it, it operates the same way that reading a book does. And so, but um, you're able to understand that you are a part of something bigger. And isn't that beautiful? Yeah. No, and again, huge. it's about finding your place. Because I feel like most of my self-doubt, negative talk is because I don't know where I belong and I don't know who I am. And these outside things will help you discover that. They'll help you forget yourself and then find yourself. So reading and exploring. Right. And then the other one, oh my goodness, so basic. Everybody knows this. Food. But nobody does it. Is it food? Okay, we're, we're going to say that that's 3A. Okay. Food. Okay. Food. That's Gorge good. yourself. We'll Lots start of there. fun. That's <laughs> three, good. 3B. Yeah. 3B is serve. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. right? But 
If you want to find value in your life, you have to give it value. Well, when, when are they going to serve me, Meg? Because, <laughs> see, that's the thing that traps us back, huh? Because it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'd love to serve and everything, but what about me? Do you know what my big problem is? Um, is that I feel like no one would want my service. Oh, more see, self-doubt, yeah. more negative yeah. talk. What could I possibly do? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be driving home and I'll think, so-and-so would probably really like a Diet Dr. Pepper. That would be weird if I just showed up to oh, her house hey, with a Diet Dr. Drink. Pepper. Why would I do that? Yeah. And again, a caffeinated soda is not going to change the world. But it, it could change your day. It could totally change the world. Especially if you're a mother of four right. and you're tired. It's true. And you're exhausted. And so, and... so I think that we need to understand that we, we have a place here. People need us. We have a role in other people's yeah. lives. And when we discover that role, again, we forget about ourselves and we find ourselves. You, you, when you lose yourself, you find yourself. Right. Have exactly. you ever heard of that one? I have. I have. <laughs> but what's cool about that is you, you actually had that thought. See – that thought is way important because that thought tells you who you are. I, that, yeah. Your thought, like, I wouldn't have thought, hey, Stacy needs a diet doctor. Well, it's Pepper. because I usually need a diet doctor yeah. Pepper. I think that I think that we see, we understand our needs, we understand others' needs through yeah. the way that we understand our own, yeah. and that's okay. And if that's how that's how we can serve in our limited, you know, I am limited right now. I have children. Yeah. I write. I have a husband. Yeah. I don't have time to go join the Peace Corps, even though my 15 year old self thought that that was how I would find value. Yeah. So it's okay if it's in small acts of service, but those. Those build up over that time. Is huge. So, how can you not be happy when you're right. reading, exploring, serving? serving? You have another Where's one, the though. room for the negative? Where's talk? The, you had said four. Your friends. Uh, I know. Okay, so here's the thing: the voice in my head, that negative voice, yeah. is often um, the voice of negative friends that I have. I'll hear them talking about other women. Or themselves. And when I hear that negative talk, I internalize it and then I apply it to myself. Huh. You need to surround yourself with positive people. Yeah. I'm not saying start calling people and say you're never going to talk to them again. Right, right. But, but sorry, I got to let you go. Sorry, you're, you're the worst. Yeah, you're but um, but you, need, you need to surround yourself with people that are uplifting. I mean, I read this really interesting article about motherhood the other day where it talked about how we teach our daughters to be mean girls because, you know, in theory, we're saying be kind to your friends, take care of them, share your toys, but then they overhear us on the phone with our sister talking about what a yeah. horrible person <laughs> down the street was because she did this, this, and this, right. and this. Okay, well, the same thing that we're teaching our daughters to be mean girls, our friends, our compatriots can teach us to doubt ourselves. Yes. So find people that love themselves and love you and then join together in a big flower group of happiness. <laughs> wow. I've never heard of the flower group of happiness. It was just invented. Well, because guess what? If I had a flower group of happiness, there would also be a unicorn there. Well, that goes without saying. I'm oh, like duh. kind of embarrassed you thought you I had know. to add that. Well, I mean, to me, that seems like the, a critical part that you didn't mention. I mean, flower right. group of happiness. Sure, I get that. I know. You know, I know the friend thing sounds so basic. Haven't we been taught that since we were in yeah. kindergarten? But as a woman, again – a negative thought that you have is that I don't get to choose the friends that I have. I just have to be around the people that like me. Yeah. Instead of going out and finding people that edify you. Right. There's a big difference. Okay, there. I got a question. Sky just asked it to me in my ear. Oh. Sky wants to know what if you don't have friends? That is okay. The books and the exploring and the service thing works without okay. friends. And so that will help not, you make friends. We'll make friends unless you you're Sky. To, he You'll could, well, never make friends. Well, or unless you get rid of those. <laughs> well, if you don't get rid of those udders that, from your hernias, you're, you look silly. So get that fixed. Let's just push them back in. Let's get you all stitched up. Then you'll make friends. 
Heck, that's maybe all it's going to take. Well, maybe your doctor. But another interesting point was that I had a, a reader that knew I was going to be talking about this today. And she um, – there's this blog called Petite Elephant. It's a lot of fun. And one you of the things – You mean Petite Elephant? No, it's, it's Elephant. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. thought I heard it. it well, it's just spelled – that's how it's spelled. Little welcome, Elephant. Welcome to your life. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. But one of the things – it's E-L-E-F-A-N-T. Oh, man. Um, yeah, Elephant. But one of the things she said was you'd be amazed – at how good life gets once you're not listening to the Nine Inch Nails in the dark every night. Oh, I bet. Well, that applies yeah. to most. Our right. environment matters. Yeah. No, I t- see. I totally agree. I used to listen to talk radio. Right. I won't touch the stuff. <laughs> That's why I decided I'm going to have my own show. Because then you don't have to listen then to it. Then I don't have to listen to it. You just get to it. talk It's just me it. living. Right. Hello. Right. Isn't that great? It's very good. But I used to listen to it, and it was so depressing. It can be, except yeah. for the Dan Patrick show. That's Now, exciting. the Dan Patrick show is exciting. And the Matt Townsend well, show. Well, and the Matt Townsend show, some would say, is even more exciting. Especially it's just... when that Meg girl is on. She's awesome. Uh, who? Meg. Meg. From Meg in Progress. Meg in Progress. Yeah. I don't remember Meg. Do you remember Meg's guy? I remember Skyboy. I don't like Skyboy. <laughs> Meg, how could we forget you? No, I, I remember Meg. Treats. She brings food. Yeah. I forget Matt. See, but that's, see, you're just using Meg. I think we should make it the Meg Conley show. Oh, well. You know, that's, that's should, on the you know table. I'm, I'm, I, I'm available for that. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm totally all for it. Do you need me here? I'll show up if you need that's me. Great. You don't need me? No, I think you can just take off. Okay. <laughs> can I get some food first? Right, right. Take it to I'll go, just though. Go. Take it to go. Um, Meg, they got to go to your website because yeah, Meg in Progress. It's a there's some really good articles in it. It's, Thank you know you. what it is? It's like you read deeply, I right, and then you want to serve and help others. <laughs> I wonder where that formula came from. It's kind of for friends, from. and right. it's for just exploring life. Right, you, right. you share your adventures. You share right. But I, I think that if we – the point of the blog and hopefully the point of this conversation yes. is that we do have value. We need to start trusting a higher power. Yeah. I mean let's get religious for a second if you don't mind. Oh, I'm loving it. Okay. The same God that created the atom, the stars, created you. Yeah. The Great the Grand Canyon, all these things created you. He doesn't you. doubt you. No. So how do you have the right to doubt yourself? I mean I think that that – That's it. That's it. Done. See, it should be that simple. But right. then we say, well, yeah, but he's God and I'm just a weakling. But, but he then created you. Well, you. then you're right. forgetting who you are. You're, right. right. So, see, that's the thing. That's what we forget. And then we listen to Nine Inch Nails, which right. ruins it all. Which, again, a, any... time, a time and a place. Yeah. A time and a place. Just not every night in the dark. By yourself. With crying fries. And with rice. <laughs> right. That does that happen, Meg? Because that's just you just gave a lot of information. Occasionally, it just occasionally. seems like that flowed way <laughs> very, too easily. Very specific details. There, so. Wow, that you need to work on that. Um, so tell me this, Meg. Um, everybody kind of goes. It, it seems like we 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 naturally tend to default to maybe the not so positive view of right. us or others. Right. Went, but it doesn't make sense because if we really are kind of – if we are God's children, why are we always defaulting to kind of the ugly self instead of the good self? Because it's easier. 
Well, we will always do what is easier. It is much easier to lay in bed and doubt yourself and decide that you don't have a role outside of your bedroom. Yeah. And and it's you know that is sadder and it's less fulfilling, but it is easier. We will always I will always buy the treats instead of baking the treats because it's it's easier. I, but if that was easier for you, we don't care how you got the treats. <laughs> You're right. I'm just saying it is it is it can be difficult to remind yeah. yourself every day yeah. that you have value. But um that is why these environmental helps are so great totally. is because they're kind of the best kind of crutch for yep. you. You're feeling poorly about yourself, so sit down and read a good book. Read healthy good stuff. Right. Turn Serve. on some good music. Yeah. Go out and serve. And eventually those scales of sadness fall away without yeah. you having to do much. Yeah. So you've got that's a, a happy byproduct. You've got a beautiful way of explaining it. Thank you. You really do. Like you just used the word scales. Right. I did. I did. It's amazing. Did you hear that alliteration I too? I did. That was right? a beautiful that's alliteration. pretty nice. <laughs> and for those that can't see it, you're wearing this brown dress with beautiful flowers on it. Yes. Right. Thank Colorful. you. Colorful. Yes. Sea sky. The, Meg. Is what happy looks like. Should I wear a dress like that? From no, now on? no, no, no. Please, <laughs> you don't can have wear. this one. You might stretch it out, but <laughs> well, I well, until he fixes the hernia. Because of my muscles, <laughs> right? Of your yeah. Muscles, See, right. there you go, Matt. She was talking about the hernia. I like her a lot more than you. <laughs> yeah. Saying, yeah, it's because she brings food. <laughs> Matt, okay, you're gonna stick with us because we're gonna Yay. play a game, will you? I love playing games. We're gonna take a break. We're coming back with the great Meg Connolly. Meganprogress.com is her website. You'll want to check that out. Is that a picture of you on the homepage there? Yeah. Back in the 30s? Right. With you, straight hair. You look changes. great. Thank you. You haven't changed a bit. <laughs> Meg Conley, thanks for joining us. We're going to come back, play a little bit of a game. We're going to try to figure out uh, if uh, these fictional characters had negative self-talk or not. Great. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. It's the Do These Fictional People Suffer from Negative Self-Talk Game Show (laughs) with Matt Townsend. I love game shows. Okay, Colonel Sanders, what are we doing? Okay, I have a list of six fictional people who, as a team, your producers, we believe have negative self-talk problems. Hold on. My team of producers have put this together. Sounds very professional. It's very professional. Skyler. I didn't know we were a team yet. Bryce. You're still naming names? Okay. But those okay. are not the people who suffer from negative okay. self-talk. Here we names go. include, from Beauty and the Beast, Gaston. Gaston. The bully who terrorized the French countryside with eating two Meg, do you remember that eggs. story? I don't. Gaston? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got lost at the egg thing. But yes, he did eat a lot of eggs. I do remember but that But he story. had a major self-talk. Poor guy. Issue. Do you believe he had a negative self-talk problem? Gaston was not... He was the dirt... He was the dirty... No, I was going to say dirtbag. He was the... He was the... He wasn't the great guy, right, that she married. No, no, that's, that no, was the no. beast. No, no, no. Beauty and... Yeah, that's Oh, the that beast. was the beast. Oh, yeah, Gaston. Do you have children? Huh? Yeah, well, have you seen I, this mine show? are older. <laughs> mine are older. So, yeah, totally, because... What kind of guy would make fun of somebody just because he's a beast? <laughs> Duh. And, and to add to Matt's observation, <laughs> I also think anybody who has – he, like, bases all of his value off of his appearance. He yeah. only wants a girl because she's hot, not because of her mind. And muscles like Sky. See, so Sky's got a lot of the same problems. Are we calling those muscles? <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> too soon. Too soon, Scott. Too soon. Right. I don't know if you should host this show anymore. <laughs> that was really I, good, man. 
I'm Meg, just kidding. They're beautiful. Flex them one more time. Those don't, don't make them flex them. That's how he's going to get them. That's, that's going to make them worse. That's how you make a hernia worse is when you start flexing them. From Gaston, the mo- totally self-talk okay. problem. So we read Gaston, negative self-talk problem. Okay, so from the movie Back to the Future, the yes. bully who terrorized George this McFly. This is your favorite show on earth. Biff Tannen. Okay. I didn't know he had a last name. Oh, Biff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob Biff knows Tan. a lot good, of good to know. A lot of facts like that. So, Biff, tell us about Biff, because just remind me about Biff. Biff was a bully who picked on George McFly and everybody else in school. Biff almost became the father of... Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Had George McFly not stopped what was going down. And Okay. Yeah, Biff was a, Biff was a jerk, wasn't he? You know, I'm showing my age here. Wow. But maybe only seen one of these once. So I apologize to wow. all the viewers. How who old are you? 28. So well, a you're little, not supposed to answer that. A little. <laughs> I was just asking. Did I say that out loud? Because I said it. Okay, uh, Biff Tannen. Yeah, he, he had some self-talk issues. He got up every morning be like, yeah, I'm, not. I'm the idiot. Yeah. Okay, so Biff Tannen. Totally. Try to get one, I don't know, from the last five years. Okay, so from the Twilight series, Bella. Okay, I have no idea about this. I did not read the Twilight books. I She marries a vampire? Meg. Yeah, so I'll give you the quick rundown. Okay, there we go. There's a human go. girl. She goes to a high school. She feels depressed about herself all the time because she's weird. She meets a vampire, yes. falls in love with the vam- said vampire, also is friends with a werewolf. Who and then she becomes oh. a vampire, right? Okay. Yeah, and she becomes a vampire. I'm aware. I'm Hold aware. It. <laughs> I don't Hold think she it. has self-talk issues. Does she have self-talk issues? I Where? think she's got Have issues. you read the books? Tell me she's about it. She's dating a vampire, Meg. No, they're married. Oh, and, my uh, word. They have a baby. Anybody and... that marries a vampire has self-everything issues. <laughs> well, and the werewolf's in love with Hold their child. It. So Where is this high school? I did know that. Uh, Forks. <sighs> yeah. Where? I think that's Washington. Washington. Yeah. You've been to Washington? Washington State? Yeah. Do they have werewolves up there? <laughs> This is crazy. Bigfoot. Hold on, There's this Bigfoot is. I've heard of. I mean, I know about this series. I've seen one of the shows, but I saw the first one. I just can't speak to her, her her character arc. Uh, the mere fact we're even trying to figure out if they have self talk issues is weird. Who put this together? <laughs> Did you put this together, Rob? I, I proudly put this. Because you know, but that, I didn't pick Bella because I. Picked I Bella, we're Bella to, I believe, you know, but Bella, I get, but vampires. You That's know, scary. they drink your blood. Your dress looks like Belle. Belle uh, um, I was going not, for that. Yeah, Gaston like, and what's her how name? How could I be evocative of Beauty and the Beast right now? That was it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. nailed it. Thank but you, it, you look you. like a princess. Yeah, thank you. 28 years old. Thank you. One more? <sighs> yeah, sure. Mulan from the movie Mulan. Mulan was a cross-dressing <laughs> woman wanting to be a man, right? She was a warrior woman. A warrior she woman. She wanted to be a man. She wanted to be a warrior. Oh, Matt, do we but need she, to get into this? Well, she, she did not, she she did to be not a warrior, want to be a man. But she the wanted politics, to fight for something right. she believed in. I think she was just after the men. And a free meal. Well, I don't remember. I mean, the show isn't that what much. all women are after? I don't know if that she had self-talk <laughs> issues. I actually actually recently watched this on a road trip with my four-year-old. Oh, oh right. So with your let me be the Mulan expert. Yeah, this is and great. I haven't seen I this. I feel for like years. she didn't she didn't want to conform to what society thought yes. she should be, but so she decided to seek higher ground. Do you think she had a self issue, self-talk issue? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Why don't you Maybe. just sing? Just sing More a little bit of the song to psychoanalyze. For us. Just sing a little Cartoons bit. Cartoons than you would think. It is. Yeah. 
again, I think it's so also more fun. Uh, totally more fun, and they're right. not real. Right? right, right. I mean, like we all know, like the the vampire slash wolf man, whatever we're calling him, wolf man, werewolf, werewolf man, werewolf, werewolf man. I don't know if we solved that one, but I like your insight on that. Yeah, uh, one of the more different games we've played. Exciting. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Thank it's you for letting like, me be a part of it. Well, Meg, thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, Meg in Progress is her website. Go check out her blog. You'll see pretty much that Meg is, she's not in progress anymore. I'm done. I'm baked. I think I'm changing Go. the name. And thanks for your baked goods. And thanks oh, you're for welcome. boxing them and wrapping them in individual yeah, wrappers right, under some right. other brand. That's, that's what I do. Meg in progress. Meg Conley, thanks for joining us. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Folks, thanks for uh, learning along or learning with us. It's always fun. And we will rush Skyboy right out to get those hernias checked. Until tomorrow, this is the Matt Townsend Show.